<laughs> we don't have anything that we're actually going that like. Yeah, what was that? There's, it's me like pretending to pop a can open. Oh. No, when that opening ended, what I heard in my head yeah. was, welcome back and welcome in. But, oh, welcome. James isn't here with us today. Right. <laughs> welcome back. It, I yeah. mean, it, it is kind of welcome back. One week ago, we were in Fort Worth, and now we're back in Fort Worth. We are. Here we are. We are doing our thing. Yeah. We are. Uh, we got to fire that planner who picks the schedule for us, though. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. We don't have beers, but what we have right now are some badass Bloody Marys. These are good. These are good. We're at the National Barbecue and Grilling Association's uh, yearly convention, I guess. It is 9.35 in the morning. Wow. <laughs> and I, I the, the, immediately, I was like, at 8 o'clock, I was like, this morning, I was like, we need alcohol. Well, how do you think me and Matt feel? We've been up since four. Yeah, yeah, right? I don't even know. You set everything up here? I don't. And Jane well, just waltzed in? Jane just waltzed in. And, uh, I'm here. <laughs> right, right. I, I don't know, guys. I, I am super stoked, super excited to be here. Um, we have a badass spot. I think we have the best spot in the room. Oh, this is super cool for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's like thousands of people milling around in front of us right now. It's yeah, really cool. Right. You can't even, you don't even hear them. Yeah, you don't even so hear them. They're very quiet. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. Uh, actually, so they have the lamb. It's a lamb. Lamb butchery right now class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So butchery the, class. Can I explain kind of what this convention is a little bit? Want to tell them about it? Yeah. I, it's yeah. I, it, well, I think it's just the, the title says it all. Right. It's is this is a barbecue association that and grilling association that they got together and they do an annual event um, every year. I, I from what I've heard, it's always here in this area in Fort Worth, um, and it's been going on for like thirty six years. Thirty six yeah, years. Time. Yeah. Right, so uh, the the major players in all of barbecue are here, and uh, we were asked to come out, and we are going to take every advantage that we have, and we're going to do it. So, right, right, yep. We've got a bunch of classes they're offering for folks, and a whole hog uh, cooking class. Um, I know there's some like a lot of marketing things, like trends in the uh, rubs and sauce industry, and a bunch of things like that. There is, and I and and just so you know, uh, Jack's Old South. With Myra Mixon, mm-hmm. they're going to be here today, and they are actually competing against the uh, high school yeah. team. Well, I uh, hope that happens. They said they were trying to, they're trying because they were trying to team them up with the high schoolers, so uh, to give them a little few pointers. And the high schoolers were like, "No, we don't need help. We want to compete yeah. against That's them. Right. We're good." So That's I right. think they were trying to set that up yesterday. So yeah. we'll see if it pulls through. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think I think that's what's happening. I think they told me it's like, so, so so there's two different teams. One was Matt Pittman's team. Mm-hmm. And they were like they're, they're, they want to be called the GEDs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that. then but then they already said that uh, that Jack So South and Myra Mixon those those fellas that they were already in. They're already in it to win it. Oh, okay. So so they're actually going to be keep competing against two other or I guess two teams, right? Mm. These high school high school teams. So um, that's good though. They'll be top three. <laughs> right. No matter what. Hey, good, good job. John likes those odds. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'll take it. So yeah, we should have different guests coming in and uh, a couple here and there. And so as you're listening to this, it sounds like we have a different guest every ten minutes. That's because we do. Yeah. I guess because we're famous. So there it is. All right. Yeah. Hey, listen. Uh, we are joined with uh, Jeff Tracy from Barbecue News, Barbecue Nation, Nation, Nation. Barbecue yeah. Nation. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for stopping in. Well, you know, I've had a busy schedule, Jan. Uh, I'm a Varouche salesman. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. you know, but this seemed like the perfect spot. But thanks for having me. I appreciate no, it. Our no, pleasure. Yeah, you guys yeah. do great. So. Uh, you know, it's, it's just like I, I feel like we're, like we're, we're in the same type of, yeah. uh, you know, uh, not, not job. It's not a job, right? It's not a job. Yeah, you know, this is something. This is our passion. We love this or whatever. But 
man, I mean, like, uh, like, like, do you have any tips or, uh, or, or, or tell us all your secrets? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, what, like people trying to really, really trying to get into, I guess, the social media side, the podcasting side, or right. or whatever. I mean, like, is it? Uh, like well, okay. Yeah. Okay. Seriously, just for a second, if you're gonna do a podcast like you guys, you have fun, but you got to give out good information. Yep. You, you can't just sit around and BS with your buddies, present company excluded. <laughs> sure. But you, you know, I, I listen, I check out everybody's podcast. Oh, we just do like too. you. Yeah. Do, you know, is there is there information? Is there quality? Is there good guests? Or is it just two or three people sitting around talking about? endlessly about how they cook their brisket right. or their ribs. Like how their weekend was yeah, almost, yeah. right? And so those get flushed out pretty pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, there's over 2 million podcasts. Right. Yeah. Right. And there's 800, no, 8,192 food podcasts. So you've got some competition for listeners. Sure. So you got to give them something. Or they're not going to listen to you. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So. That's right. How, how how long have you been doing this? What upright and breathing? Or yeah, what? yeah, okay. yeah. Long time. Long uh, time, huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I started in radio in college, and okay. and Barbecue Nation is still primarily a radio show. Right. And um, and I do some TV. I cook on TV, and uh, Leanne's come in. But uh, Barbecue Nation is almost eight years old. Nice. Okay. Uh, I've been the cowboy cook on TV for 22 years this year, so a while. Yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's awesome. And I did I did horse and uh, rodeo and horse show stuff prior to this uh, on radio uh, for a long time. Plus, I, I started as a rock and roll DJ. Really? <laughs> yeah, nice. In LA when I was in college. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you're you're in the Portland area now, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We come out of there, but you know, with all the technology, Leanne's in Florida. I'm in Portland. It's just like we're standing right here. That's right. Mm-hmm. Shows work, so it's yeah. all good. Yeah. Very cool. Did you guys survive last night? <laughs> you okay? Uh, we I think most we of might us have did. had I, a Bloody Mary this morning. Just I saw to, that. Just saw to top that. it off. Yeah. By the way, we're we're gonna have him on just talk about his Bloody Marys. I'm not. I listen. Just because I am a a an <laughs> avid Bloody Mary drinker or whatever else, yeah. uh, that is top notch. That is a really, really, really good Bloody Mary. I'm just saying. Well, I know it changed uh, your outlook and demeanor this morning. <laughs> it did. <laughs> it did. Yeah. It wasn't so uh, glassy, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. You actually yeah. had a focus point. Yeah. Uh, that you could look at. That's what happens. That's what happens. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, I think. Um, I think in our world, the more the merrier. Um, but again, you got to give them good content. If you don't give them good content, you're you're having fun, and you'll have you know fifty friends listen. But that's yeah. about it. That's right. So yeah. that's right. No, I, and I I think you're exactly right. I mean, it's, it's we've struggled with this a little bit too, because there, there have been times when we, when we we've actually recorded, and it's just. It's it not just there. sounds like friends are talking, but yeah. it, there's nothing there. And I'm like, this is not a good podcast. This is not a good. Yeah. It's not, not the, it, we, we want to put more meat potatoes out there. Right. Uh, and, you know, it, it's it's hard to be, be creative sometimes because, you're like, yes, we know what a brisket is. We know how to cook a brisket. You know, and there's those are things that, you know, a lot of people know how to do. But at the same time, you know, I, I forget just how many people don't know. Right. right. And, and that's really the target that, that we're looking at, a brisket or or you know a 
looking at a different cut of meat. Ribs, anything. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, here in the last probably year and a half or so, um, we've been really pushing not just a brisket or anything else, like different ways to, to cook, you know, like a pork butt, right? Right. Very simple. Uh, go buy the pork butt, whatever else. But you know, we started having our butchers, or we go home and, and, and cut it ourselves, and, and we're cutting them down into steaks, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we're, we're grilling those up. And we've done this for, for hundreds of times now and, and fed thousands of people almost, right? right? And it, every time we do it, we have somebody new come up to us and go, I never thought about ever cutting this down and cooking this like a steak versus, right. you know, uh, like I'm sort of trying to cook an eight-hour process, right, mm-hmm. you know, for a pork butt or whatever. And uh, I, that's, that's when I know I'm like, you know what, this is, this is very cool, right? This is a very cool uh, – I, I feel like we're getting, getting a message across at right. this point, you know? Right, So Well, you got to remember, in, in the competition world, what is there? Let's be generous and say 10,000 people. Yep. Okay. But there's 90 million plus people that actually grill and barbecue just in the states. Yep. So who's your audience going to be? You're going to go after the majority of the people with some of it geared towards competition, or are you going to go totally to competition because the folks at home don't know enough yet to do a lot of that? That's right. So you got to balance that. Yeah. You know. No, I I think you're exactly right, and that's. That's I, that's why I like. I mean, like just, just listening to y'all and 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 how y'all do y'all's yeah. y'all's format and everything else. I mean, like, and here's the deal. I think you know we're not stealing a bit or stealing no. whatever else, but I think it's a form of flattery. You know, when yeah. you're like you're looking at other people's your stuff and you're like, hey, listen, I I really like that format, or I want to incorporate something kind of similar to this sure. into our podcast. Yeah. So. Um, if you're not listening to anybody else, you're not learning. You that's, right. You gotta, that's right. That's right. Right. You got to listen to them. Yeah, and I still do that, and I get. Little tidbits, if you will. Maybe it's format. Maybe it's content. Maybe it's uh, working with. Because I flew solo for a long time, and I, Leanne's been with me since November of last year. So what's that? Six months? Yep, roughly. And it was a little different having a partner in the studio, albeit virtual. Sure. But you still you still got to learn not to step on them when you're talking and they're talking and this and that. So, um, but I think it adds a, if you'll grant me this, a little more flavor to the show, to, yeah. ha- to having her on, because she comes from the competition world, and I come from the consumer side yeah. of the world, of the food world. So, it works out pretty good. Yeah, between the two, you cover all your bases, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, <laughs> got to watch those evening gatherings around here. Right. It's the only thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah have, you, have you enjoyed the event so far? I mean, it's pretty really? early on. No, good. Um, Listen to Amy this morning about uh, uh, marketing, uh, rubs, and spices. I mean, this is something you guys have covered, too. Everybody goes, man, you go to somebody's house, that's a great name it, ribs, you know, tri-tip, whatever. And they say, well, I use my secret flavorings, my Mm -hmm. secret uh, rub. And then they get the bright idea they want to go on the market with the rub and find out how hard it is, Mm -hmm. you know. Like that. So <clears throat> I did that years ago, and I quickly got out of it because I didn't have enough time yeah. to dedicate yeah. to it, you know, yeah. and it's an expensive process. But, yeah, learning about that, learning about uh, there was the guys over here cutting up a lamb, mm-hmm. you right. know. I think all that's really good information. 
Yeah. 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 I, I really. So we were in the lamb yeah. uh, class and I found it to be. Uh, well, well I, I, I had so many questions. I felt like if I ask anything, I'm going to ask 100 questions. And yeah. at that point, they're going to kick me out of here. Right? Just, <laughs> just shut up. Uh, but I mean, that's something that, you know, we, we don't like we don't consume a lot. of. I don't consume. I, right. well, maybe y'all no, do or whatever. Uh, but I'm like, man, maybe. Maybe we should start consuming a little bit more lamb, I mean, especially with the prices right. of, of, of beef and steaks and this, just everything's gone up tremendously, right. Right. right? right. I'm like, maybe this is another source to, which I found that very, very useful. Even you got people here that are in, in the restaurant business. They have several locations. Are they incorporating that lamb on their menu now? If not, they, they probably will. will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They probably will. Why not? You got to watch Meathead, though, because he'll yeah. take it home. Right. Yeah. Yeah. right. <laughs> Still... Making noises, but he'll take it home because right. he really loves lamb. So you can ask him about that when you get him on the yeah, show. Yeah. You know, yeah. but he does. I that. think I, I saw him put a lamb shank in his pocket. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll ask him that. Yeah. <laughs> Why is your pants wet? What's going on? Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, he'd love that. <laughs> I love it. So let me ask you guys something. Yeah, you've been doing this now for a while. What have you learned? Not just on the technical side of doing a show, but yeah. what have you learned? Uh. I, I like know. learning about all, the, I mean, just me personally, I like hearing about how people like to cook their briskets and different, like who uses butcher paper, who uses tin foil. Right. Mo Quezon does like a combination of the boat, both, you know what I mean? Like, I just like hearing everybody's little different style. And there's no wrong one. It's just what works for this person. Right. You know, so I just love hearing everybody's styles of stories. Cooks. Yeah. 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 A lot of it's regional too. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, of it's very crazy. regional. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I think it's, it, I think for me, it's uh, just kind of the connection you get with, with you know, each person that comes on. They, they add a little different flavor or uh-huh. flair to what they're doing. It's like Matt was saying, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think that, I, I think for me personally, it's just the fact that you're connecting with somebody else over right. a topic that we're just like passionate about, you know? And, and we were saying this earlier, sometimes, you know, the, the podcast will, 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 it'll go on and we're at the end of it. We're like, we didn't really talk much about barbecue, but it's, it's a lot about how, like how the struggles they're having. Like one of our favorite segments we have is the barbecue fails mm-hmm. segment. Right. And it's like, it's, it's telling somebody else, like they're, they're, they're expressing or showing like, yeah, I, I had a catering event, you know? And, uh, I, I burnt, the, the entire main uh, protein portion of right. what we we're turning in, you know, whatever else. Or, you know, the, it, I was cooking for a birthday party and, you know, I, I went inside for 10 seconds and came out and I had a, a four alarm fire, you know. And <laughs> I, 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 I right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's the part I think is very relatable that, that you can say, look, hey, listen, if you're not failing, you're, you're yeah. not going to be the greatest cook. Right. Yeah, I mean, right. You, you've got to fail a little bit. And uh, that's what I like about it. You know, just well, hearing the honesty of it. Well, I think um, I've interviewed, like you guys have, a lot of people. And I think that even if I didn't agree with their technique, maybe their seasonings, whatever, if it works for them. Because in barbecue, that's why we have the slogan, turn it, don't burn it. The only bad thing in barbecue that you can really screw up is if you burn the snot out of it, yeah. you know. But other than that, if it, if your flavor profiles work for you at home, perfect. Yeah, it works for me. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So I I don't think there's a lot of wrong answers out there. Some of them that I might not personally think are that flavorful or whatever. But that doesn't matter. 
Yeah. That doesn't matter. Yep. They're not cooking for me or you. Right. They're cooking for their clients or their family. And that's fine. And that's what we want to hear. Get yep. to know what they're doing. So. Yeah. No, definitely. That's and a, and how, how regional it is, right? It, right? Every region of, of the United States has a different take on, on their barbecue. And that's, you know, and, you know, 20 years ago, I don't know that the explosion, barbecue explosion has happened, right? right. It's happened for the last 15, 20 years, right? I mean, but, but prior to that, I, I don't know if you're getting the same excitement, you know, that you're getting now, right? Everybody can be a pit master. Everybody has, you know, their their YouTube has transformed how to do anything. Right. You know, right. Uh, I, I I'm just in awe most of the time when I'm thinking like, I didn't have these these platforms when I was trying to get into barbecue and trying to learn how to cook something or whatever else. And if I did, I probably would have way better cook <laughs> yeah. earlier on yeah. than I am now. You know. Well, and I think. Um one thing that has helped, and, and no, no nasty emails, folks. Uh, the woke thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> ever since that's coming around the last few years, now, and you were talking about different regional profiles. Well, we all kind of knew about them, if you will. I mean, if you were down south, you definitely knew about the Carolinas and the vinegar sauces and yep. this type of thing and mustard and all that. And then there was Texas God, you know, everybody in the world knows about Texas and their profile is really a lot of beef. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. But now you got Santa Maria and you got Kansas city and you've got Northern Idaho and you've got all this and they've all added their own little style and yep. techniques to it. And it's kind of cool to learn that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think it, it, it is. And, and, and the, the flavor profile has changed. Like the, the wood you're cooking on, you know, if you're cooking in East Texas, you know, or you're cooking in West Texas. Right. Two different, two, two flavor, different things. Flavor profiles. Right. Yeah. And, and we were talking with, uh, with Mo, I think he was on the, when we had him on, uh, that was one of the things he brought up. It was like, he went and competed in, in a West Texas area barbecue cook-off. And he was like, I, I, I learned really quickly. I, I better have some mesquite. You yeah, know? yeah. If I don't, I'm not. I'm not going to hit the judge's profile at right. that point. You know. And then you got so. guys like Myron who has his own pecan grove. Yep. <laughs> raises his own wood, so to speak. Yep. You mm-hmm. know, when he's not shooting squirrels, he's out there chopping down wood. Yeah. You know, I actually I think the boys do it, but it doesn't matter. But it, again, that's another another flavored profile that. Um, I'm from the Northwest, and we use a lot of ash. Um, not well, some ash up there, but we use a lot of oak yep. uh, up there. We use a lot of alder and apple up in that near because that's what we've got. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we don't have a lot of pecan trees or hickory or anything like that. Right. Yeah. So it works. Right. Yeah, it's all good. I think yeah. you guys are doing a great job. Truthfully, hey, hey listen, yeah. coming from you, I'll, listen, I appreciate you saying that. You have no idea because. We're, we're big fans. Oh, yeah. well. Yeah. So. I know I picked up your bar bill, so I wasn't a big fan. But well, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I was wondering who paid that. Yeah. yeah. Right. right. No, perfect. it's good. Thank you very yeah. much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Any, anytime, if I can help you guys. Yeah, great. Nice. Thanks for coming on. You bet. Yeah. So uh, before we go any further, uh, let's just go ahead and announce who we've got on, right? Mm-hmm. So we've got uh, James. Uh, with and I, I'm I'm not gonna mess this up. Cucamonga, Cucamonga cattle, cattle company. There it is. There it is. Okay, cool, man. And hey, and no, I'm not leaving out Jake. Okay, <laughs> come on, sir. Jake is here also. Uh, and y'all are y'all 
He's my son. Son. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just make no, sure. My, make sure I'm saying. Right. I don't want to say grandpa. nephew. <laughs> I didn't want to say. Right. Okay. Cool. Cool. So, uh, yeah. I mean, if you don't mind, give us a little little back back backstory backdrop of, of of what you guys are doing. Um, we're here for the National Barbecue Association conference. I'm actually a board member. Nice. Ooh. And uh, we're here to get together with our barbecue buddies. I sell barbecue rubs. Uh, that we make out, I get made in St. Louis and I sell in California. And uh, we're just out here doing what we do. Nice, nice. So were you just sitting in on that uh, that marketing class they had? We were at the, yeah. the Lamb Butchery one, so I didn't catch that, but yeah. was it pretty good, pretty informational? Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's good. a lot, there's so much out there. I mean, I've been doing this for 10 years and I'm still a little guy on the totem pole, but the the stuff that they're putting out there is, is stuff like, I'm like, I know. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's right. do this. Come like on. How to open doors and just getting your name out there, marketing. It's It's got to do with, with your labels, with your identity that you're building for your brand. Because that's what it's all about is your brand. It's not, that's you're, you're selling your brand. You're not selling rubs. You're not selling uh, T-shirts. You're not selling wine. You're selling your brand no matter yep. what you're doing. Yep. And so getting your brand be one of those that people will notice on the shelf. You know, are you using the right color scheme are you using the right size i mean there's just well, so many things and, and and you know to be honest with you i something i never really thought about was marketing and brand brand recognition or anything like that mm-hmm. and it's like how how when you're developing your name right, and and just putting that on a bottle how recognizable is that point and is it yeah right yeah so perfect right and it, but how but that's something a lot of people don't think of and it's like how to because maybe maybe it's a you know not not yours maybe 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 it's a good idea then you put it on a bottle and then you're like somebody tells you like that's not good you need to this you're in the wrong color you're in the wrong right you know the whole the whole nine yards right and there's so much science behind yeah you know it used to be you could put a cute little pig on there that's it. um <laughs> yeah. and have it going oh my and you know it's oh that's cute i love that i'm gonna yeah. buy that byron's butt rub yeah yeah and um but as you go to now we've got more like i'm a premium brand we're you know a little higher end stuff um you know the labels are a little more like wine labels as opposed to uh, something on your computer yep you know it's there's just so much more you have to do to compete out there now there is yeah, we right. just we just talked to um uh, warpig recently yeah. he, i think he just rebranded everything yeah just trying to get that that brand recognition yeah. more yeah. and luckily i am like a a throwback mm-hmm. because i started with that and now everybody's coming to do this branding. That's hey, that I've seen that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. So I didn't have to rebrand this time. Recognizable. I, it's more because I went with more of a classic look, mm-hmm. as opposed to something cute that would hey that grabs my attention. Well, yeah. Like the the Matt Pittman's right and the, yeah. the Meat Church. Meat Church. Right. You He's see a those. genius. Yeah, yeah. He is, isn't he? Oh my God, I love his stuff. I, he comes out with these T-shirts. And I'm like, damn, my my brand doesn't do that. It doesn't. Yeah evolve well into that and he's got the little head and the <laughs> church I just I know. the yeah. 70s yeah. throwback i yeah. love that stuff like the, even the rubs like the holy gospel mm-hmm. you're like oh Jesus. yeah like, why is that so good i was thinking of the other day like a rub that i was like i could call it this i'm like no i'm just copying what i've already seen like you you know i okay. don't know and this is where mine i have a trail boss i'm i'm a, I'm a cow, cowboys com, yeah. cattle company come on so i've got trail boss i've got prairie dust got double barrel and nice. my newest, my newest beef rub is Range Rider. Mm. It is so I'm gonna, hard I'm coming up stuff. with names. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to order yeah. some stuff from you. Uh, we're we're always it, it, we, so we do a lot of podcasting and whatever else, but we also do a lot of product stuff. And we we, we will cook with it. 
Uh, we, we'll, we'll showcase it. And and, that, and, and here's the deal. We're we honest. Are, we are really honest. We're honest and oh, we, we actually did some, uh, we had some wings. It was called Just Wing It or Wing It uh, Seasoning. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And we didn't, I was like, you know what? Great. Let's just we, wing it. We were brutally, we were brutally <laughs> yeah. honest with it. And we went to a cook-off like an, two hours away from our house. This dude walks over to us and is like, you're grabbing the brisket? And I was like, yeah. He goes, you reviewed my seasonings. And I was like, holy shit. This, <laughs> are you going to hit me right now? Like, what <laughs> is happening? I, and and he, he says something. And I was like, the wings? I was like, you had the best lemon pepper seasoning on for wings I, I think I never had, right? I said, but the other stuff? He goes, well, some of those other things were meant to be paired with other things. I'm like, well, you didn't tell us that. You just, we, yeah. we, we bought the wings or we got the, the I'm sorry, the, the seasonings. You didn't say how to use it, so we used them independently to, to, flip, to do a, play, a flavor profile for each one, right? And uh, he would not let it go. He was just <laughs> like, I was like, man, I don't know what to say here. I was like, I guess we're at impasse, you know? I don't. Yeah. If you want a different result, you should have told us, you know, Use garlic powder. Or use salt with this, or something. You know, yeah. uh, but I did tell us like. But by the way, that lemon pepper, yeah, that <laughs> shit's fire. Yeah, it's really good. You, really you good. try to you yeah. try to have a, a pretty thick skin because some people don't like your stuff. Hey, you know what? I don't like your stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, it's all different. I mean, it's such a huge market. Um, I'm not meat church. Yeah. They have some great stuff, but I don't use their stuff. I I, I don't like the honey one. I don't like the uh, it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. But if you use mine with that honey stuff. Right, right. Cancel Christmas. That was really good. And, you know, that one gave me the color I was looking for. That one gave me, oh, just that little bit of something. Right. You know, and I, I have no problem with that, man. It's like. We're, we, see, we do a lot of, uh, we, we do a lot of mixing. So we're always we mixing uh, different seasonings and, and whatever and cooking with them. And when, when I say we're cooking, this is like a. Normally on a Wednesday, we, we, we record on a Wednesday. So on Wednesdays, a lot of times we'll, we'll grill something at the same time right before we, we podcast. So we can have maybe something very relevant of what we're about to review or anything else like on our taste buds and then go talk about it. Uh, but Friday comes. Well, let's grill. Saturday comes. We're, we're, we're going to cook something else. And this goes from like uh, fish all the way down to brisket to... We, we did alligator, yeah. you know? I mean, it's just... Whatever somebody throws at you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just... We, well, we did a, a we did a bacon. We, we wrapped an entire alligator in bacon. It's a lot of bacon. <laughs> Dude. It was it a lot was of bacon. so much bacon. And uh, we smoked it for about, what, four hours or so? Something like Five that. hours? Yeah. Uh, and, and nobody knew what temperature to pull this thing at. So I'm Googling. I'm like, <laughs> I, I think we're at the temperature we need. Right? Right. And then right. So, so we pulled it, and the bacon's perfect, right? And then we took and shredded it all and made alligator tacos. Nice. Holy crap. It's like a texture of chicken, the flavor of a crawfish, kind of. Uh, well, we also put crawfish seasoning on it, too, which helped. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. I don't know uh, why it tastes like that. Yeah, it's so weird. Now, now I'm starting to second guess my whole thing about alligator. <laughs> you messed know? me up. Right. Uh, but, man, it was, it was super delicious. But that's... Like I said, we're always trying to do something yeah. different, and of course, we, we do we record it, we put it on TikTok uh, or anything else. So I don't know. It's yeah, we post our own stuff that fails too. So yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. It's, it's like um, as as a KCBS judge, I know that everybody 
out there who's cooking don't use something out of the box and say there it is mm -hmm. i hope it works they're always augmenting with something yep whether it's sugar butter another rub more more salt more whatever yep. you know i don't do that whenever I, if i'm cooking competition i don't use my stuff straight that's silly yeah. This, is, this yeah. is competition. It's not yeah. backyard. Different beastie. What, yeah. It's that one bite, right? Yeah. You're only getting you're one getting bite. You're getting that one you've bite. You've got to put the, like, the most punch in your pop. mouth it's bite you pop. can do. Yeah. It's got to make me go, ooh, yeah. that's good. Chicken now, have is you always ever, easy. Have you ever been judging and you have a bite and something was so good that you're like going back trying to find, try to get another piece of it? Yeah. That yeah. The, <laughs> you'll sit there and you, you take your bite and you don't want to fill up because uh -huh. if, you, if you eat all that, it's like two pounds of food. Yeah. And it's like by the by the time you get to brisket, you want to kill somebody. It's like no, yeah, but yeah. Um, but no, you, you you get to the point like you're always hungry when chicken gets there. Yeah, oh, I can imagine. And yeah. chicken always smells so good. Mm -hmm. you know, all the barbecue sauce, oh, yeah. smell, and it's like uh. so you take that first bite, and chances are that first one you get is going to be really good just because. But you know, occasionally you'll get that one that looks like somebody's stepchild that they didn't really care for, and but yeah, you, know, you take that bite and you're like okay. So later on, when we're all done, you're just kind of sneaking pieces of that one again. And pretty soon that one's all down to the bone and the rest of them are sitting there. But yeah, you do that with the ribs and there's that one rib that you're just keep peeking at. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, right. it'll sit there until, until they're done. Okay. Okay. I got to say it. I remember when I first, when I first joined the team and they were looking, they were asking for people to come judge, you know, before it got to the, the final see, judge see, table. IBCA is different though. Yeah. yeah. They, so it's entirely it's different. They just pull random people. Yeah. People off the street. And the problem with that is like, you got these power drinkers, right? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah. dude, this dude barely made it inside the tent, <laughs> and yet he's judging brisket right yeah. now. I'm putting all my faith in your 18-pack. This sucks, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. But, you know, here's the deal. At the end of the day, it's still a blind draw. <laughs> and you know what? Maybe if you notice the judges have been drinking a lot, and you're like, oh, my God, those guys have been power hour for the last eight to hours, <laughs> then, yeah, maybe, maybe you should have a little saltier take to it or whatever yeah. else. If not, you may have to dial back on the salt. It's just... I don't know. It's it's a crapshoot sometimes. Mm -hmm. At the same time, being consistent with 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 with, with your cook. That's what's winning is yeah. people that are consistent. Um, out in California, Luton Booty, he's killing it. Yeah, yeah, um, I've heard that name. Yeah, um, yeah. Sterling Smith. Yeah, um, he's just killing it. He, he there was a competition this weekend, and he got GC on Saturday, and then yesterday I think he got like eighth or ninth. Oh but, wow. Um, yeah, and that's the, that's the thing. One day he GCs, the next day he's Right. right, but you know, still he's in the top ten. I can't bitch about that. No, no, but no. Um, yeah, it, it, consistency. I mean, the guys that I know that win consistently know what they're cooking. They they know how they're cooking it. They know what they're putting in there, and they're no, then they say, okay, that one, I'm going to stick with that. They'll then they say, oh yeah, I changed the I changed it this much, and we got third place. Yep, mm -hmm. I went from first place to third place, and it's that easy because you only get that one bite that's because, right because you, know, you only get that one chance mm -hmm. and you know there's six guys at the table and they all have their favorite flavors and you know you go back and forth back and forth like jake he he, he judges completely differently than i do i'll come over and i'll tell him yeah we had crap chicken today and he's like no you're really good today i'm like yeah <laughs> but so. sometimes it's the exact opposite where like he's like oh yeah everything was great but mine was just like five all <laughs> okay. across right right and with kcbs you know the lowest scores at that at that table usually get thrown away so like mm. right it gets thrown away a lot. right yeah i get thrown away a lot <laughs> damn but so let me ask you a question so for kcbs a lot of people have never you know been a part of kcbs or or maybe, maybe they have and we were the only, we're, we're the ones that don't 
But on the chicken category, you're actually picking up and taking a bite of the chicken, right? Yeah. A piece of chicken. A piece of chicken. We right? don't, like a lot of, like the others, they give you half a chicken and you take a bite off of it. That, that's IBCA. That's IBCA. So, so you have to cut a, a yeah, piece off, a fork. take it, and then you got to throw it away. And yeah, you no. get a new fork. We get yeah. a tray with, with at least six pieces in it. Yep. Six judges has to have at least six pieces. If they don't have six pieces, DQ. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, over that, that's fine because the other people want to eat too. But no, we get that piece. That's our piece. Don't touch it. It's mine. Okay. Stay away. Okay. I so but is you. it any piece they want to turn in? Or is it like yeah, a, a it thigh? Can, or it, is can it, be, a... it can be any part of the chicken. Okay. 99% oh, wow. of the time, it's a thigh. Yeah. It's juicy. Um, it's a lot of guys are, are moving toward legs. legs. Yeah. Yeah. And it used to be every once in a while you get a leg. Yeah. And now it's about a third of the time you're going to get start getting legs. And so that, that, that's nice because it's a, it's a change. And maybe once in a blue moon you'll see chicken breast. Now, what do and you two prefer? Honestly, I the hate legs. Thighs. Right. Hate thighs? I hate thighs. Mm. But through KCBS, I eat a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've learned to enjoy what it is. Mm-hmm. But now, but mostly they trim them enough to the, the stuff that I don't like isn't in there. Is that yeah. too many, too much fat stuff like in there? You get a bunch of pockets of fat. Yeah, like that. But nobody turns worse. their breast in. I was going to say, it maybe dry too, once in a blue moon because it dries out so quickly yeah. unless you do it really good. Um, I don't want to say anything, but I make no, really go good chicken breast. Yeah. <laughs> um, my wife is always amazed. You always make chicken and it's so moist. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, they plump it up at the store. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, when we get a chicken breast, it is, it's bone dry. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, you take a bite. Right, right. You see it. Like, yeah, oh my exactly. God. That's, but, yeah, that's what legs, we have a hard time with. Yeah, is. but legs are really good if they're done. That's the hardest part with legs. Yeah. So a lot of guys will, will lollipop them because that kind of takes the guesswork out. Yeah. But, yeah, it's. Yeah. Right. Back and forth. It's so different for us. Some of these cook we do, we, we have, we'll turn in a half a chicken, a whole half. And then they'll ask for chopped up, chopped, yeah. or, or yeah. a different cut, right? Mm. So then we'll do a pulled chicken, and then we'll do a sliced chicken, and we'll put it in, in the box right next to it, so they can try it and still look at your your half. But most times you're turning in both halves, yeah. and so that's the hardest part is getting that thigh because you don't know where they're going to eat from. And so typically in the past we, we've we've kind of always given them the thigh because it's fa- facing towards towards them, yeah. so they'll cut that first. But this last time, we were at Austin Rodeo, 190-plus teams. Um, I, I was like, serve the, serve the breast towards, towards the person. I want them eating that breast. Fifth-place chicken. for the thigh. <laughs> Fifth-place fifth chicken out of 190-plus nice. uh, teams, yeah. right? So I was like, dang, like, did that just work in our favor? Did they just have a lot of thigh meat and go, thank God somebody gave us the, the, the breast <laughs> As long as it wasn't front, dry, you know? you're, you're flying. Yeah, right. And that's something else a lot of people don't realize with chicken is that you can cook chicken to 160 uh, and then let it carry up. Uh, and, e- and even some, some really, really high-end restaurants, they will, tr- they will borderline uh, try to get below 160 and let it carry up to 160 because it has to maintain that, that yeah. 160 degrees for, you know, 30 seconds. Yeah. You know, and that's food safe at that point, right? At 165, you know it's, it's ready but you run the risk of it carrying over to 170 or right. 175 or whatever and, and drying out, right? So that's that's the problem we have. And it used to be our worst category, and now I think chicken's like one of our best categories. Yeah. Would well, you, it's would like you? the steak cookers yeah. are like that. They have to carry it because they they have to hit that spot that's or, right. or they're screwed. And yeah. so they, they really have to work on that carryover cook. You know, they want it, and it's, it's the same kind of thing. 
Yeah. We, you just that's temperatures, temperatures, temperatures. Gonna and a lot of times we don't know how long that thing's going to sit there <laughs> yeah, before it exactly. judges. It could be there for an hour for all we know or exactly. longer. So it's, it's got to maintain noise. Yeah. I, I just thought of this. In KCBS, you can turn in chicken salad. Really? As long as as long as the, the whatever you put in it is, is under eighth of an inch. Oh, an eighth of an inch. Okay, yeah. an eighth Son of an inch rule. Of a <laughs> and we have no, I didn't had, even know that. We this have had thing. chicken salad turned in. Wow. Nice. Now how to Once. do though? How to do? At, I'm sure it crashed and burned. I know. I, it's a barbecue competition. The first competition I did, I oversauced. I did legs. I oversauced them, mm-hmm. and I got a comment. This is not a sauce competition. I'm like, I'm aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> And then we just a lot of sauce. She'd there. be like, "Are you serious? This yeah, is not dude, really. <laughs> well, well, can I do a redo then? Like, I I thought it was a sauce. Really? Yeah. It's like, I just, yeah, yeah. Had a gym moment there. Well, at least you get comments, and that's something that we that we don't get. Like, usually when we cook, and if you're not in the top ten, you don't know where you came in. Really? So we're always eleventh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, right. Uh, no, I missed it by that. Right. Much. Uh, but no, we 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 try to get the feedback in the comments. It's so hard to get it sometimes. And we try and really hard to give comments. Yeah, See, the, that's, that's but what it's hard. I love. They encourage us to give a comment card yeah. if it's like a certain score or lower. Sure. Yeah, it's if we, not if like we really like something, they encourage it. Or you really despise something. Yeah. Yep. If you're in the middle, you know what you. It's like me for a lot of times, if I give you a bad score, if you tasted that, you know what the problem you, was. You know. And so I. That's uh, lighter so, fluid, bud. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> and you tell, and, and that's that's one of the things too is that people don't realize that, oh, that tasted like lighter fluid. Well, no, it didn't taste like lighter fluid. Yeah. But it reminds you of lighter fluid. It's just that's the beast that they're cooking on, and you know if you if they had a fire, whatever. There are so many things about judging that I like, and so many things about judging that I hate. Yeah. And you know, individual judges, it's the same thing. There's you get the people that. You don't want to invite to your barbecue, and yep. you get the people that you'd like to hang out with. It's the same anywhere. Yeah. <sighs> Crazy stuff. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, before we, we go on this, where can we find your seasonings at? Uh, www.kukacattleco.com. Kuka. We'll have that spelled below. It's C-U-C-A. Yep. Cattle company. Cattle company. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll, okay. Kuka, we'll have it in the, description. Yeah. Then, Put it in the description. And then real quick, what's your favorite rub of the thing? Our newest one, Range Rider, for sure. That's true. Yeah, it just gives such a unique flavor to the meat. It's just insane. What's it called, Range? Range Rider. Okay. Uh, and yours? Stuff. What's your favorite rub? Uh, they're all my babies. I mean, yeah. I like them more than I am. Okay. So, <laughs> it's uh, true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they all have their own merits. I, I can't pick a favorite because okay. I use them every day. And because I'm always trying to think, how can I use these? So I, I use them constantly. Yep. And so it's hard for me to pick them up because what am I eating today? That's my favorite today. Yeah. So if, if we're doing beef, that new beef thing is really good. If I'm doing chicken, I got a killer chicken rub. I'm so it's stuff. just like. I'm telling you right now. <sighs> it's worth it for sure. Yeah. yeah we're going to, I'll tag you. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll make an order or whatever else. I'll tag you. And uh, if you got any pointers that like, hey, don't. First of all, I'm not cooking a steak well done, so it's not <laughs> only goes good uh, on well done steak. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but I'll tag you, and uh, if you get any pointers, let me know. Yeah, we okay. have the website that I I've tried to put my I'm putting my recipes on there now. I used to have it, crash died, old old site. Got yep. to got to redo all the all the recipes, but I'm reformatting everything. So eventually, my recipes will be back on the website, and it shows you exactly how to use these things and, and where nice. I've succeeded. And then on Instagram, I show you know what I'm cooking, and this is what we do, and it gives examples of what I do. 
Facebook, same, same. What, what's your Instagram? Kuka Calico. Okay, same thing. <laughs> okay, making sure. A lot of yeah. people because, have different stuff yeah, sometimes, right? Because if you try to spell Kukamonga, yeah. I mean, Bugs Bunny yeah. does Kukamonga. Abbott <laughs> and Costello, Kukamonga. Yeah. James, Kukamonga. But the rest of the world, Kuk. What? What? Cooked what? What? <laughs> Cooked what? Yeah, it's, what? Um, that's why it's Kuka Cattle Co. Because I got tired of spelling Kuka. And plus, Kukamonga is a long word. I understand Kukamonga yeah. Cattle Company is a very long name. And Tongue whenever twister. we were whenever we were doing this, the whole process was, okay, yep. Kuka Cattle Co. We're keeping it, everything the same. That's that's that whole branding thing we were talking about. Right. And right. that's what it comes back down to is I'm trying to make a business out of this. Sure. And this is what I do for a living. I've been doing it for 11 years. And the kid's getting into it with me. And it's it's Very cool. I, we're just having a blast yeah. Very cool Appreciate you guys having hey, us on We appreciate yeah, y'all thank, thank you so thank much you. Thank you Yeah, definitely Ready Alright, we've got uh, Meathead joining us AmazingRibs.com If you haven't uh, heard of him or his website You don't follow barbecue You're huh? not in barbecue <laughs> Right you, you guys have heard of it yes. Yes. If, if yes. You're not in. If you don't know what AmazingRibs.com is You're not Googling You're not trying to get better for sure Oh, how right? nice of you to say that Yeah So, uh, yeah, I mean like you're, we, We're and I, I normally try to stop everyone a little bit when we're talking just candidly, you know, off the mic or whatever, because there's so many questions I have, and then we get into a conversation, and then we get back on the mic, and I'm, I'm going to bring it up again, right? So, uh, but you've got a long history with, with, with the barbecue uh, uh, and, 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 and such. Uh, do you want to kind of give a, uh, just a little, like, how, how did you get into this? <laughs> How did I? It was a dark and stormy night. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. When I was a kid, Dad loved to barbecue, you know? And yeah. I went out back and I hung out, and his specialty was flank steak. Mm-hmm. And I just, what's better than the smell of a steak on the grill? Mm-hmm. And it hooked me, well, you know, somewhere around nine or ten years old. And after a few years, maybe he'd let me have a little sip of beer while he was cooking, and that oh, yeah. really did it, you know? Right, right. Um, but I've always been into food. I mean, in college, I used to schedule my classes so I could watch Julia Child in the morning. Um, and uh, uh, there's a good story that it may be too long for here, but I'll tell it and you can cut it out. But uh, I worked at ABC Liquors in Gainesville, Florida, um, which is a chain of liquor stores in Florida, big chain. And uh, they had a liquor store in the front and a bar in the back. And every Thursday, a guy would come into the bar in a pickup truck with a beer cooler filled with ribs. And these were fantastic. I'd never had anything like this. This was real barbecue, my first taste of real barbecue. And he would sell out. Everybody in the bar would buy these things. And uh, I would take them home and share them with my fraternity brothers. And then we'd start looking for barbecue joints, and we started learning. And I stumbled into a place called Y.T. Parker's Barbecue in Gainesville, Florida. And it was an old guy who had a pit out back, and he'd let me hang around the pit, and he taught me how you cook over an open pit. And I was hooked. Years later, I found out that the guy selling the ribs was Sonny of Sonny's Barbecue, one of the biggest barbecue chains in the world. And he was cooking them in his backyard and driving from liquor store, from bar to bar, selling ribs. And so it was Sonny that got me hooked on ribs. How cool is that? Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. Does that have anything to do with uh, your name that you started, with Amazing Ribs, or did you just start with ribs, your favorite? No, no. When I started on the Internet, um, I actually, I was with AOL when Mm -hmm. AOL was Facebook. 
<laughs> I mean, AOL ran the internet for oh, yeah. many years. I right. mean, I mean, if you're old enough, you have probably a hundred discs from AOL because right. one arrived every week, <laughs> right? And they were stitched in a magazine. AOL bought Time Inc. They bought Time Magazine. They were that big. I ran their food and drink section for years, and uh, uh, when I started on the World Wide Web, which was new, nobody had ever typed www right, right. on purpose. Everything was randomized. I mean, there was no Google. You couldn't find anything. In fact, um, Yahoo was the leading search engine, and they listed everything alphabetically. Mm -hmm. So I did the old Yellow Pages trick. <laughs> yeah. Amazing rib starts with an A, so we'll be the first one listed on barbecue. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it was a long time love. I started it <clears throat> as a as a hobby. And my neighbor used to be a butcher, mm -hmm. and he challenged me to a rib cook-off. <laughs> and um, I went looking for websites or um, uh, books in Amazon on barbecue, and there were none. <laughs> so I decided, okay, I'm going to start a website, Amazing Ribs, yep. and I'm going to write a book. Well, this was back around 2000, 2001, mm -hmm. and uh, I finally got the book done in 2016. <laughs> I just got that book for Christmas this year. Did you? Yeah. 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 So yeah. you've got it, yeah. yeah. It's not a bad book. No, it's good. I haven't finished it, obviously, because I don't read that faster that often. But, but I Can have you even read? We're not sure about that. It, <laughs> Shut the hell it is the number one best-selling barbecue book. It just crossed the 250,000 copy mark. And if a cookbook sells 10 to 20,000 copies, it's doing good. This is really, um, it's second only to the Barbecue Bible by Stephen Reichlin uh, in sales and history. And uh, it, 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 it's, it's divided in two parts. The first half is a science book. That's what I was going to say. There's a lot of science behind it. Uh, that's sort of my trademark. I'm really interested in science. And it explains what is smoke, what is fire, what is meat, how do they interact, what happens when they interact. A lot of stuff that um, uh, a lot of people don't know about. And it, it sort of specializes in myth busting. And there's a second half of recipes that put the science to work. Um, and uh, I think today, uh, 2022, um, this is an era of technology. People don't want to just read a recipe that says, do this. Right. And then do this. Yeah. And then do this. They want to know, why do I do this? Mm -hmm. And what happens if I skip step two? Or if I substitute brown sugar for the white sugar? Yep. And, and, and so that's the... So it's unlike any other barbecue book, and that's why it's really taken off, because it explains that soaking wood chips does no good whatsoever. Mm. There's a reason they build boats out of wood. <laughs> Yeah. The That's wood right. doesn't absorb water. Right, right. And I prove it. Um, I explain the chemistry of why a marinade is a surface treatment and it doesn't penetrate the meat. But I also explain why salt penetrates. It's the only thing that penetrates. Right. And that chemically, why it's different than garlic and black pepper and sugar. And it's really cool in that regard. It teaches you... It's the old business of teaching a man a fish versus giving him a fish. Sure, mm -hmm. yep. sure. Yep. 
No, are, definitely. Are you going to make like a revision to the book now and start adding in like the myths about beef tallow and all oh, that kind of stuff? I was going to ask him. This is the, this is the hot you. new thing now. Yes. Beef, yeah. beef is 75% water. Tallow is 98% fat. Oil. Oil and water don't mix. That's right. We know this. You can rub all the oil you want on the outside of a slab of beef. And not one ounce is getting into that beef. Thank you. <laughs> not at all. Okay, Under it, any settled. circumstances, no way, <laughs> yeah. no how, no matter. Now, it can melt and coat the surface, and it can f season or flavor the surface. But you're talking about a 12 to 18 pound slab of meat. <laughs> Maybe half a pound of it is the surface. Mm -hmm. Some of it can get into the tiny cracks and crevices on the surface, and there's a lot of microscopic cracks and crevices on meat. But there is no way it can get to the inside of the meat. That's right. <laughs> and, and you can prove this also with marinades. Go get yourself a turkey breast or a pork loin and, and make up a marinade of whatever you want, you know, Coca-Cola, whiskey, marinate it overnight, marinate it for a week, cook that meat, Cut it in half and take a core sample. You won't taste a damn thing. It'll just taste like turkey or pork or whatever. Only the salt can penetrate. Mm, that's right. Salt is rem it's the magic rock. It's one atom of sodium, one atom of chloride. And when they get wet, they get an electric charge. And they split. It's called ionization. And they can actually penetrate deep. It takes a long time. Sugar is a minimum of 23 atoms. It can't get in. Yeah. So when you take that turkey for Thanksgiving and put it in a five-gallon bucket of apple juice, black pepper, garlic, sugar, and all the junk that you want, all you're doing is seasoning the surface. A lot cheaper just to get a good barbecue rub and sprinkle it on the surface. But salt gets in. That's why brines, the brines work so well. Yes. And, and the marinades... They just, they just it's don't. a treatment yeah. on the surface. Right, right, Rubs right. work as well or better. Uh, but brines do a lot of cool things. Um, the, the salt will get in. Now, it's not pulling water in much, but what the salt will do is it amplifies the flavor without altering it. Yep. Um, garlic will alter the flavor. Packed pepper alters the flavor. But salt actually amplifies the flavor, and it also attacks the protein and unwinds it a bit and helps it hold on to moisture. So salt will make your meat moister and more flavorful. Nice. So it's the magic rock, and, 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 and you don't have to use a lot of it. Our rule of thumb is a half a teaspoon per pound of Morton's kosher salt. We standardize on Morton's kosher salt, not because they pay us, but I want a standard salt. And it drives me nuts when I read recipes and cookbooks and online. And it just says use a, a half a teaspoon of salt. What salt? Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Road right, salt? Right, right. I mean, rock salt? What's rock salt? Yeah. Because the grain size alters the amount of sodium that gets in and chloride that gets into the meat. The great th think of it. Think of it this way: If you had two trash cans, one filled with tennis balls, one filled with basketballs, there's a lot more air in the trash can filled with basketballs. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, yep. Morton's kosher salt is a larger grain than Morton's table salt. It's basketballs and tennis balls. So you need to know which salt. And in fact, there's half as much sodium in 
the Morton's kosher salt than in Morton's table salt. So if you switch them, you can end up with too much salt or too little salt. And you need to know this. Recipe developers need to tell us which salt. Which yeah. salt they they're using. Yeah. I never even no. thought of that. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I got to finish reading the book, I guess. That's, yeah. <laughs> See? Yeah, that is, that is fantastic. Now, and I, I've seen the whole uh, the, the college professor, he brings the jar in, right? And he says, you know, I think it's got the, a bunch of uh, maybe rocks or something in the thing. He goes, is this glass full, right? And then everybody says yes. And he takes, takes something a little smaller, right, maybe sand or something, and he pours that in there, and he goes, is this, grass, is this glass full? And you're like, yes, it's full, right? It's full. And he takes, he pours something in a little finer than that, and he keeps adding to this, to this jar that you think is full already, right? And then at the very end, it's a, it's a liquid that goes in, right? And it's like, now the glass is taking all the surface area up. It's, it's completely full. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's the same premise for for the, 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 the kosher salt yeah. and, the, and, the, and the table salt, right? And it, we, we've, I've messed around and tried to make an own rub, and depending on what I'm using, I've come back and like, this is the worst, saltiest rub I think I've ever put together, yeah. you know? And it's because I'm using a different, a different salt altogether, yeah. so. Yeah. And the, other, the other thing that is so crucial that drives me nuts is, is that most recipes you see in books and uh, newspapers and magazines don't tell you what temperature you should be cooking to. Yep. They'll often say preheat your oven to 350. And when the juices run clear in your chicken, it's done. <laughs> no! Right, right, right. I mean, right. we know that you can kill all bacteria at 165, or around 160 to 160, almost instantly. And we also know you can kill all bacteria at 131 in about two hours. It's a time and right. temp ratio. Yeah. And all the sous vide cooks know this. Yep. But um, it's time and temp. But it's all about the temperature. And, uh, and if you want to cook food so that it's safe, you have to know what the internal temperature is. Besides, I mean, who wants to stand at the head of the table and pass around a uh, steaks for everybody, and they cut into it, and it's well done. Yeah. Oh, right. I mean, right. I have nothing more, and you spend a lot of money on a steak. A medium rare steak is 130 to 135 degrees, period. Period. Yeah. Yep. You want to serve a great steak, get yourself a digital thermometer. This is 2022. You, that dial thermometer you have in the kitchen drawer <laughs> is a worthless piece of junk. Put it out in your driveway and back your car over it. <laughs> get a digital thermometer. And you can get a darn nice digital thermometer for 20, 30 bucks. Yeah. Yep. And you'll know within five seconds exactly what the temperature of your meat is. 160 degrees for chicken. It's safe. It's, it's, it's pasteurized. Uh, 130 to 135 degrees for a steak. It's medium rare. Um, never overcook and never get anybody sick. Yeah. Right. That's it's funny you mentioned that because, like, you know, 20, 20 years ago when I got into the competition cooking, uh, back then we, we didn't have, like, the thermo works or the no. thermo pins, right? And so it was, it was a lot different trying to figure out when your brisket's going to be a perfect time to pull. And so we were always it probing poking it, it, poking it, poking it, right? And then it, it was almost you're gambling at that point. Like, it, it was yeah. almost a timetable. Like, it's been on the pit for I've been cooking at this temperature for 10 hours. This is where I should be, right? But... Each piece of meat, depending on the year, um, you know, how hot is outside? Is it very humid day? Not a humid day? Right. It all takes. A, a, and, and to be honest, I think 
the moment that I was like, with that thermopin, I was like, I, it made me a better cook. It, it makes charge. everybody a better barbecue with that. Yeah, so. absolutely. Not only the internal temperature of the meat, but you said you were cooking at such a temp. You didn't know what temp you were cooking at in those days. Yeah, Brent, no, Because no, you were, no. I mean, your, your, your grill came with a dial thermometer. Yep. But yep. that's a bimetallic device. A, a technology was invented in the 1800s. It's not terribly accurate. It's really slow. And on a grill, it's in the dome, which <laughs> right, is great yeah. if you're going <laughs> to eat the dome. Right, right. It's where heat rises, right? Yeah. Right, so, yeah. right. But you want to know what the temperature is down alongside the meat. Yep. So you need a probe next to the meat. That's right. Um, and, and what's cool is this year, as we sit here, I know of at least two, maybe three, gas grills that have thermostats coming out. And that's never happened before. I've been begging for it for years. I got a thermostat in my oven at home. And a few years ago, it burned out. I was able to go buy a new one, a replacement, for 30 bucks. Why can't my gas grill have a thermostat? So I can set it for 325 So I can set it for $275. Yep. And, have it. and now they're coming out with that. Now, pellet smokers have had that. Right. And charcoal grills have had that with the thermostatic controllers. But gas grills never had. And, of course, what's the most popular grill in America? Gas grill. Gas grill. Yeah. So, finally, they're getting around to it this year. And uh, I think that's going to be a revolution in backyard cooking. I think it's going to make backyard cooking more accessible to young people, to, uh, to uh, people, uh, women who've been intimidated by the grill or yeah. by their husbands. Um, <laughs> it's, well, it's funny. It's my mom, actually, she was, my dad would, you know, he'd do the big pits and whatever, but as a young kid, I remember my mom going outside, and we had the old, uh, what's the, the old, not old smoky, old smoky or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? The very, and we had one of those, and she did predominantly a lot of the grilling. Really? Out, yeah. And That's my dad, rare. my dad, you know, we, we we owned a barbecue restaurant and and a, a smoke shop and whatever else, and uh, he's like, no, I'm I I've done all this before, and she's like, well, I want some grilled chicken. <laughs> well, there's the charcoal grill. Go do it, you know. I gotta tell you, I'll yeah. never forget the day I came home, and there's my wife standing at the grill, and my heart jumped into my mouth. And yeah. <laughs> what, oh, yeah. What, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Step That's away. My grill. Step <laughs> away from the machine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's of course awesome. she's a really good griller now, and <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> but right, right. It was quite a surprise. Uh, hey, you know, you go back to caveman days, and the guy was the hunter, the women was the gatherer, and they were also responsible for keeping the fire in the cave. Yep. They were the first pitmasters. Right, right. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't know what happened. I don't know how we got control of the fire and yeah. the remote control. Yeah. But, <laughs> right. but somehow or other, right. we, we took over. I'm not giving those up, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, so uh, yeah, it's, you go back, and something else is like, you know, having people like you that give out so much information, and, and it, you know, I, I tell everybody, but YouTube really sparked, it's a revolution for people yes. that can go to YouTube, and they can, they can watch it. And a lot of people don't, they, you know, I, I can read it and understand it and, and apply it. Uh, but a lot of people can't do that, right? They have mm -hmm. to see, visually see it. They have to uh, watch the how-tos. Mm -hmm. But that's propelled barbecue and mm -hmm. cooking so much now that everybody is a – I think everybody's a pit master just about, right? I mean, well, in, in their own mind. Well, certainly everybody right? – if they understand the core concepts, yep. if they have a thermometer, right. they right. can be darn good cooks outside. Um, and, and the equipment has gotten so much better. I mean – Look, look at what look, look at the revolution in pellet smokers. Yeah, Traeger. Oh, yeah. 
Um, I mean, Traeger was the, the leader of the pack. They were really, I think, among the first, if not the first. Um, and they, you know, they, they, they went on some hard times when they changed ownership and the manufacturing took place in China and it, you know, it was kind of crappy. And, and then a bunch of other pellet smokers came on the market and then it changed hands again. And the current owners have really amped it up. I mean, oh, they yeah. just introduced a new pellet smoker last week. The yeah. Timberline. The new Timberline, yeah, which yeah. looks really cool. It does. Um, and it's got an induction um, hot plate on the side. Mm -hmm. I saw I mean, that. It's nice to have a, side, a, a burner on the side to warm your sauce or cook your vegetables. This has got an induction cooker, yeah. which if your re listeners don't know a lot about, this is the latest technology in stovetops, and it's really quite remarkable, and they've added it to a grill. Right, right. That's well, thermostatically controlled. So that that induction cooking, and I, it, it it gets it's hotter faster. It mm -hmm. boils it boils faster. Have you used one of yeah, these? Yeah, I've used them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're they're phenomenal. And, and when you lift the pot off, you can touch it, and it's not. It, That's right. Yeah, I mean, That's it's crazy. Yeah, it's very it's very cool technology. Yeah. And they they're learning now that the gas stove in your house can put some uh, unpleasant, unhealthy fumes into the air, and a lot of new condos and apartments and buildings won't allow gas stoves anymore, and they're putting in the induction. In the induction. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, the technology's moving fast, and it's cool, and, you know, um, uh, we, we, we've got to learn alike, and I know a lot of old guys uh, like me, uh, being an old guy, a lot of old guys say, you know, well, uh, uh, that, that, that's all technology. You know, that's uh, uh, that's not real barbecue. And it's like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Are you are you digging a hole in the backyard to cook your uh, your right. pulled pork, or right. are you using a, a, a steel or a metal object? You know, a Weber Smoky Mountain. Uh, yeah. That, that that's old guard. You know, come right. on. Right. No, right. No, nobody's. See, I I told somebody the other day. I was like cooking a whole hog or whatever else. And I was like, I grew up where we, we dug a hole and it, we we cooked we cooked them in the ground, right? Really? Yeah. And uh, and in fact, the first time I ever saw a whole hog on a pit, I was thinking like, that I I don't know why I didn't even think about it. And I was young or whatever. I was like, that is crazy. Why don't you just dig the hole? Like that's whatever. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Uh, so, but yeah, we we kind of we grew up in a, a real small town, about six hundred people. So it's you well, know, that's you, that's where I learned from Yt uh, yeah. Yt Parker's. Uh, he had a hole in the ground. The health department told him he couldn't do that anymore, so he put a concrete block unit together. And uh, I get to hung out with those old guys, and they showed me how to cook over an open pit. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Awesome. How, how long? So barbecue's been a passion, but how long for you? Like, well, I launched AmazingRibs.com as a as a serious hobby in 2000 somewhere around the year 2000, 2005, I forget. And by 2010, it, it was drawing enough traffic that it became my full-time job. Um, and um, it now attracts about a million visitors a month. Um, we have a membership portion of the website called the Pitmaster Club, which is really cool. 18,000 members. We're bigger than KCBS. Yeah. Wow. Uh, 18,000 paying members. And anybody who's listening to this is not going to believe this number, but it's, it's, I swear it's true, 90% renewal. 
Mm. Um, I mean, in, in, in any kind of membership or subscription business, if you can get 50 to 60% renewal, you're doing good. 70% is excellent. 80 and 90% is unheard of. Unheard of. We're at 90.0 effective last month. We broke the, the, the sound barrier at 90.0, and uh, it's, it, it's, a, it's a really great environment. The members really share and teach each other and uh, learn. I mean, one of our oldest members just died last month, and the whole place went into mourning. They had a, they had a Saturday where everybody cooked ribs um, in his honor. Oh, wow. Um, and... Uh, uh, I mean, it, you know, they know each other. They get together after hours and, you know, they have meetups. And yep. uh, and there's a lot of cool, I mean, we give away some free e-books. I've got six e-books that are $3.99 a piece that we give to all the members. And uh, they're, they're on Amazon and Apple Books and Google Play. Um, but members get it for free. And there's a bunch of, we get Barbecue News Magazine, which was being handed out here at uh, the uh, mm-hmm. NBBQA conference. Uh, they get that digitally for free. So it's, it's, it's a cool place. Uh, oh, yeah. There's a 30-day free trial. If listeners want to check it out, they can. Yeah, hey, you'll, you'll be better barbecues for doing it, for sure. Oh, <laughs> there are people who have, we get letters and posts every day saying, this is better than any cookbook I've got. Right. Yeah, it's cool. Right. Plus, what you were saying earlier, there's also a forum where you can go back and forth. So you're, you're talking to other people that are yes. members as well, right? So yeah. they're able to bounce things off each other. You know, it's more of a camaraderie, right? It's a you forum. Want to I yeah. mean, you know, people who get ready to buy a grill, you know, I'm thinking about buying the new Hasty Bake. Uh, yep. a- anybody got one out there? What do you think about it? Now, we, we have on AmazingRibs.com a full-time grill and smoker tester. I mean, Max Good, this is all he does, is test grills and smokers. Detailed reviews of hundreds of grills and smokers. Um, but still, you know, uh, feedback from people who've owned it for five years is really useful. And and what they like and dislike about it. Um, we've also got an uh, electrical engineer who tests digital thermometers. So that's really cool. I mean, we're serious about it. Very uh, cool. Yeah. I mean, Max went to the Timberline introduction last week in, in, in Salt Lake City, and they had a whole bunch of bloggers that they flew out there at their own expense. We don't do that. Max went out there at my expense. Um, there's, there's no free junkets. There's no free hotel rooms. He cannot fairly evaluate and talk about a product if they're sending hookers up to his room. Right. <laughs> right. Not that that happened. No, right, right, <laughs> right, right. I love that. Yeah. Get yeah. an honest review. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it, I, the model is consumer reports. Yeah, no, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Love that. Well, I saw they started filing everybody into these rooms over here. So oh, okay, I yeah, I, I, I want to attend <laughs> the next uh, session. Yeah. Okay, okay. Right. Yep. We appreciate you. Yes. You have no idea. Like, it's such an honor to have you on. What a flattering so, uh, opportunity. Yes, uh, definitely. You know, it's an honor. Uh, right up there with me in the Hall of Fame. I know. <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm on. I'm on the show. Yeah. Well, I was gonna. I, see, I was gonna say that. Like at the very end. Like in case you didn't know, Hall of Fame. Right. right? There, I, I'm, it's quite an honor. There's a. There's only 26 living members of the Barbecue Hall of Fame, and yep. uh, I was inducted last year, and. Uh, on the third try, I was the Susan Lucci of barbecue. Okay. <laughs> it took me a few years to get in, but I'm yeah. in, and uh, it's quite an honor. Very nice. cool. Well, thank very you very cool. much, We sir. appreciate it, brother. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks. Thank you.
All right, so we're joined here with Jim. Am I saying that correctly? Jim? Oh, we just went over this. I'm just joking. Matt, I'm just joking. Matt with the... Why, why are y'all? This is uh, funny, right? This is my uh, favorite Matt we have here. I know. Oh, I know. thanks. We don't That's like nice. this Matt. With Morning Wood, Bloody Mary, and uh, this morning, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. It was, you probably saved my life. Well, you're welcome. From the night before, I had like, you have no idea how much this Bloody Mary meant to me, and uh, I, I actually had the original, which I find to be one of the best Bloody Mary mixes I've ever had. To be Thank honest you. with you. Uh, I'm having the spicy one right now, and I'm like, spicy's good. It's really good. I don't know where I'm at with it yet. I've only had a couple of sips, so. Um, the spicy is amazing. It's that's what I'm having right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, We're on yeah. the same page. Here. Yeah. Same. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. Hey, thanks a lot for taking time to stop by and, and talk to us. Uh, so, uh, tell us a little about your company. So we're a Morningwood Bloody Mary mix out of West Des Moines, Iowa. Yep. And uh, we, we just came out with that spicy dill mix, so I'm glad you like that. So you're kind of our test market right now. And I do want to tell your listeners that you asked for a medium T-shirt, but uh, we went ahead and gave you an extra large. Okay. You know, after, a few <laughs> nice. of, after a few of those Bloody Marys. No, it, listen. You know what? Thank you so much. Medium. Yeah, yeah. Shmedium. Yeah. Shmedium. You did call me the wrong name. Smart. You've literally had seven of those Bloody Marys at this point. So <laughs> when right. you say you started your day, I've continued your day and yeah. now we're almost to dinner time so i got you there too you which is perfect uh, because you know we want our dinner our, our drinks to be um, at five o'clock in the mor- in the morning five o'clock at night middle of the day whenever you guys are ready for a bloody yeah. mary on the way to work yeah. whatever you <laughs> want to do, you right? do it. it's However, just tomato juice yeah right however on. you can commute that's 100 you know? percent right we're just here to stiffen up the competition yeah um you know we want to rise to the occasion we want to be number we want to be top two not two yeah so yep. there's <laughs> a lot of competition out there we're trying to build build a brand that is nationwide. Yeah. Uh, we're in 28 states, uh, 35 distributors. We are continue to grow. Everybody has their particular one that they like the best, but we want to make a product that is easy for the customer. And if you're going to go to a restaurant, that you have the same experience every time with our mix. Right. Meaning right. that you don't, you, whether it's Jan making it or Matt making it, we probably know that Jan pours a little heavy on the vodka. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so we want to make sure that. Uh, the mix itself is the exact same. So you don't have to add hot sauce. You don't have to add Worcestershire. You can dress it up all you want, but in the bottle is what you need, and we're yeah. here to prove that for you. I uh, Listen, I'm normally a salt guy or whatever on, on, the, on the rim, but one drink of this, and I was like, well, I don't need – it has the sodium in it too, right? It has, it has yes. all the different things you're looking for. I, I am a Bloody Mary guy. I mean, I have been a Bloody Mary guy for, I think, since I saw my parents make a, one on a Sunday morning, right? And I'm like – what is this thing? You know? I mean, before church is the ideal time. <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> Essentially. On you know. the way to church, really. <laughs> right. Well, we talked about that driving, too, right? right. Yeah. You know, Matt. So, uh, and, you know, it's all fun and games, but, you know, we're here to just change the business. Yeah. You know, we're here to stiffen it up, as I mentioned before. What's, what's the, so, so how long have y'all been out for? Since 2019. 19, okay. So relatively new. And then the pandemic hit. Yeah. Um, and then we still had a successful 2019 or 2020. Um, and then 2021 has really kicked off. 2022 has grown exponentially. Nice. And we're at this uh, NBBQA event right now, just trying to get the word out and let the customer know that there is other availability for Bloody Mary mixes. Right. Um, and that's yeah. where Morningwood comes into the play. I love the name, too. Right? Well, thank you. Right. <laughs> I was going to ask. Right? I'm sure you get asked that all the time. Where would you guys come up with that? He's like, you don't want to yeah. hear that story. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, so the owners of the company, went. they own a, a, a few restaurants in the Des Moines area. And they were tired of using your generic Bloody Mary mix. I'm not going to mention them don't because I don't want to give them impl- mm-hmm. any publicity. But we're here for Morningwood Bloody Mary mix. Um, they went to the bar and, and restaurant show in Las Vegas, 
and they tasted a bunch of them, figured out what they wanted to do, and it came down to we want consistency in a glass. Yep. And that's our pride. We want to make sure that every Bloody Mary you taste that had Morningwood Bloody Mary mix in it was the exact same from the previous one. Right. And it's going to set you apart from everybody else. So you don't have to add anything, like I said, hot sauce or anything like that. Every single time that a bartender or server pours one of our products, we want to make sure it tastes like the one you expected. Yeah, right. I was so surprised right. when, when Jan brought one those over for us today. I thought you had dressed it up over there and everything. I, I thought it had all the stuff added to it because that's how it tasted. And then he just told me, like, no, it's just, that's just how it comes out of the bottle. I was like, wow, okay. Well, as it said, and Jan saw on the door, it says, shake it, baby, shake it. It says, shake it, baby, shake it on our bottles. Um, it's, a, it's a fantastic product. It's brand new, relatively new to uh, a lot of different markets. We're trying to get down here into the Texas market right now at the moment, which uh, we're going to leverage this podcast. There it uh, is. Grab them by the brisket, baby. And then we are going to move it forward and hopefully just build it into something that's common knowledge similar to what you were accustomed to in your everyday uh, liquor store. No, definitely. And that's, especially, I think you hit the nail on the head there. We're talking about the restaurant business being a consistent and everything else. But think about this. Watching somebody prepare a Bloody Mary at a bar, it takes so much freaking time when they're trying to add every single thing. They're dashing here. And when they're dashing and they're adding, it's never going to be the same Bloody Mary when you do it again, right? You're 100% right. So if I can save you 30 seconds to make it a Bloody Mary, and you do that 10 times, I've yeah. saved you five minutes. That's right. Which you can go serve another customer. That's right. So and this I, product is right there for you. And it's price lined right with our competitors. You name them, we are going to be there with them. Yeah. And our flavor is going to kick them out of the water. So, And something else I noticed on this is that they had the, um, uh, you get the remnants, right? The spices that you have in here, the seasonings that are already in here. They're, they're, you're kind of, you know, when, it, when I got done with it, I looked down, it's like, you know, this is like a craft Bloody Mary. 100%. You know what I mean? 100%. And, and that's, that's it blew me away i'm not gonna joke i i am a big bloody mary guy i i've, I've entered a bunch of bloody mary competitions uh, i've used uh various uh it doesn't really matter which uh, sauce or which which um bloody mary mix i've used in the past right i've won with the, like all the little major players and whatever else out there um and i'm always dressing i'm always doing something a little bit different in them uh the one thing i don't do is horseradish i'm sorry i just don't want it in my bloody mary um that's for that's for different people. I don't know who does that, but it, it, I, it, people swear by it and they love it. I just—it's a flavor profile is not good for me, you know. When it's that like very fresh in there, you know, what you've seen or something. Um, but I'm not going to try to gloat here. I'm not Jesus, going every to. Every time, is this the fireball this story? Up again. <laughs> uh, but I think I'm—is it four time or five time? I'm four or five time uh, Bloody Mary champion. Uh, and and I, it's a, a thing at my house. Like when we do Bloody Marys at the house, my wife's like, "No, no, it's fine. Jan will make them all." And I sit there and I just have a Bloody Mary bar and I just make Bloody Marys. You know, um, I I love it. I I turned one in without vodka. Uh, still one. Yep. Uh, I turned one in with uh, Bloody. Or I'm sorry. Fireball. With, uh, fireball. <laughs> still one, uh, which is odd, right? But it just hit. People just like, and I didn't do it because like we wanted to see what. Fireball tasted like. You we forgot just, to bring the vodka. We didn't have any vodka. <laughs> I right? get it. So somebody had, I said, I'll turn that in. It's fine. And, and then it was kind of a joke thing. I was like, there's no way I'm, I'm going to. And then sure enough, I started walking up to the stage and everybody knew I'd used Fireball. They're like, this dude's like trying to joke with us. He's selling it. Look at him. He's going to walk all the way up there like an idiot and turn around. I walked all the way up there and gave him my ticket, took that yeah, first place. Yeah, because they don't they announce the name, they just announce the number. Sure. Yeah. So we thought yeah. he was joking when he's walking up there for that first place. And then we're like, oh, he's not joking, he's still going up he's there. He's handing a ticket. <laughs> what, this yeah. guy is crazy. I was like, yeah. First, and I was like, 
look at I cannot believe. Well, I want to see now. Now that we got a couple bottles, like uh, next time you make some for your wife, just like pour that in there and yeah. just hand it to her and just see what she says. She'll love it. <laughs> you know I, I, mean? I know the flavor profile she wants. Like you, you get a little bit of lime in this already. You get a little bit like citrus or something there, right? Yes. It's it's. This is a really, really. This is blowing my socks. This is a really good mix. I'm being well, serious. I appreciate that. And I know you guys do a lot of uh, beer reviews. So we this, do. is this your first Bloody Mary review? Yeah, that first Bloody Mary review. How about that? Review. Yeah. With Morningwood. Yes. There it is. What a great thing. You know, back when we started, you know, out of a truck in Des Moines, Iowa, and our first account was a Hy-Vee grocery store, just taking a chance on the small business. Yeah. And we were able to build that into what we are today, and to be at this event at the MBBQA with you guys and talking about it is something that is very proud. You know, you have to be proud about what you do. Yeah. And some people look at me like, "Oh, you sell Bloody Mary mix." I'm like, "Yeah, I sell Bloody Mary mix." But do you know the name? Yeah. You tell them the name. They're like, "Oh, can I try it? Can I get a T-shirt?" Like you guys have T-shirts <laughs> now. You're medium. These guys wanted their smalls. Well, it's like you could have like even the marketing thing. I could have like this whole like, like, you know, like whatever you know somebody waking up going you know what i love waking up to morning wood absolutely right? you've heard that a hundred <laughs> times right a million times right yeah. but that's things that you know that i i don't know i i don't even see commercials for bloody mary mix really anymore people know what it is and that kind of thing but i definitely think for a social media aspect and and whatever y'all could have some really good content and uh, that what we're, what we're thankful for is that our partners so our distributors that we look for in, in different states they really take it on too. Yeah. They know they have something that's a high quality Bloody Mary mix that we provide in a bottle that they don't have to do anything extra to, and they are willing to help us build the brand. Nice. So if you follow us on TikTok at MW Bloody Mary, I hope that's right. If it's that's not, a, I'm going to look terrible. You, yeah. guys, you guys will cut <laughs> we'll, that we'll, out. We'll, we'll, we'll have okay. the right one. I will make the, sure yeah. it's right on our yeah. TikTok. But there is a distributor in there that has a whole commercial of people shake it, baby, shake it their bloody mary mix i mean it is very raunchy yeah but appropriate for a product with the name of Morningwood. right you know if right. we're gonna if, if we're gonna have rise to the occasion as our slogan james over here like what shake. is that twitter again can yeah. i look this? looking it up right now or <laughs> yeah. if it, or if you want uh you know we want to stiffen up the competition you know oh, just yeah. to play on the words <laughs> sure. there's a lot of things that we can do it and we're not focal like we're not f looking for a particular person you know, it's not a male dominant joke. It's not. It's yeah, a. Definitely. It's a quality product that everybody can love, and that's what we really want to go for. Regardless of the name, it doesn't matter because that name is going to buy get you one purchase. The flavor is going to get you two, three, four, and five purchases, yep. and that's what we want. And if we can be price lined with our competitors, then we are well ahead of their game. Then why not? Exactly right. right. Why not? So yeah. where do we get it now? Well, we're working on the Texas market. Uh, that's kind of why I'm down here for the NBBQA. Um, I personally look over the southeast. So if you're over in you know, Tennessee, you can get it West, West Tennessee Crown. If you're in Mississippi, Southern States Beverages has it. Uh, working on Alabama, Louisiana, it's, in a, it's International Wine and Spirits. Um, it, and if you look at our website, there's 28 states with 35 distributors on there. Uh, Morningwoodbloodymary.com, mm -hmm. pretty simple. You know, nice. it's in the name. Um, and as we update that and fill it in, and get more customers on board, I think we'll have a better understanding of where our markets are gonna be. But if you look at who's drinking Bloody Marys, it's generally gonna be on your coast or vacation spots because people are waking up on vacation, I need a Bloody Mary, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. your traditional spots of just in coastal, intercoastal United States or, you know, they still drink Bloody Mary, so we wanna target them, but we wanna make sure that we're offering the best Bloody Mary possible. Yeah. And I can say Bloody Mary, Bloody Money, you know, Bloody Mary all the time. And it right. gets like to be a mouthful. Yeah. So yeah. this juice is fantastic. <laughs> juice is awesome. Yeah. No, it, it really is, man. Like I, I, I don't know. Like this one's definitely got a kick. That back end, it sneaks up on you a little bit, but it's there. This is, this is something. This spicy one is one that I would. My wife has a, 
she has a spice tolerance, right? She likes it spicy, you know? Uh, but this fits right in. Like, I would not have to do anything to this. And it's not overly spicy. Right. It's just got a little back end. You go, hmm, that's still there, you know? Yeah, it still kind of fills the back of your mouth, right? Yeah, like, that's it right. fills the back end. It's not going to overpower you. In our original, the OG, I mean, that is why we got started. So, John and Matt both have the OG. Okay. They can kind of talk onto that. You're talking to the spicy yeah. one. Yeah. Well, he, had also, the, he had the original one earlier. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was the first yep. one he had. And we yeah. also have a, a thrill of the deal. And our thrill of the deal has won all the awards. Hmm. I mean, it is just not as spicy. Right. So, right. what we were finding is people were mixing our original with our dill just to get more kick deal let's there just go make a spicy deal right now right you know now. and here we are so now we have three flavors and we're coming out with rtds the ready to drinks they're going to be in a can morning wood in a can what more could you ask oh, that what sounds amazing could yeah. you ask for yeah <laughs> not to mention uh they're nutritional yes there is six grams <laughs> like, of protein in like, that cup. It's that's like drinking a V8, right? that's six grams of protein <laughs> yes how many vitamins and nutrients are in this thing <laughs> all of them all they're of all them. in there yeah all of them that are in true there. yeah well we're not here to talk about the vodka end of it but you could also use bourbon yeah. You can use gin. I mean, you can make a number of different drinks with this. My wife likes to use it in a roast, in a crock pot. Put a rump roast in there. Let oh, it yeah. marinate a little bit. Oh, dude, try I that. personally like to use it with fajitas. I use the OG with fajitas, so I let the chicken marinate a little bit to get some little spice into it. Yeah. Uh, my wife also made a wing sauce out of the dill. So we had a like, hot wing sauce with morning wood Bloody Mary Very mix. Cool. I mean, there's a lot of things you can really do. It's not just Bloody Mary mix. Sure. It's not just that it goes with vodka or bourbon or gin. It just, I prefer it that way. Right, um, but at the in the end of the day, I mean, we're here just to push or sell a product that the customer wants. Right, yeah. right. And, and we're talking about like restaurants or such like that, right? So you have overhead costs with every little bottle of hot sauce you buy, or every little Worcestershire boss <coughs> bottle you buy, or something like that. Yep. You don't have to you don't have to purchase that anymore. Your consistency in every single glass, whether it's Mike, Jan, or John, is going to make the exact same Bloody Mary, and your customers are. Matt, how you doing? Yeah. I'm doing great. Good to see you, buddy. <laughs> you just get here? Yeah. Damn, Matt. Yeah. Way to show up, bro. Yeah. So whether you want it to be consistent, you know, every customer is getting the exact same thing, same experience. It's yeah. all about the experience, right? No, I, like I said, I was blown away. I was like, well, obviously this is not going to be good because you pour I was like, this is not going to be good. Like, I need, I need some salt, I need some lime, I need some moisture, I need a little olive juice. There's a whole lot of things in my mind. I'm like, I need this, I need that. And then You're I'm so like, bougie. first, I am. Right. But the first yes. sip, I go, don't say a word. Just drink, drink Bloody Mary. Be yeah. nice, right? Because this is freaking amazing. Well, yeah, it's you free, know? first of all. Well, it doesn't matter. Right? I, I, know, oh, I don't want your listeners to think you guys are buying yeah. Bloody Mary right. from me right now. No, no, no. This is not a paid endorsement. It's not. It's not. Uh, but, and again, hey, listen, I, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I, I've had, and I, I, I'm just curious, what, what is the Bloody Mary market like? Like, is very it saturated? Difficult. It's very difficult. It is, is it? it is very difficult. It's a lot of regional brands, Okay. which I completely understand. So, a lot of people are proud of their Bloody Mary mix. I mean, it is something like we're here at this barbecue event. Yeah. They're yeah. proud of their spices. They're proud of their rubs. They're proud mm -hmm. of everything. And it's a pride thing, right? So we want to make sure that we can break the pride. We, you, you can be proud. That's great. But how can we offer you a product that's reasonably cost, but it's far superior? Right. And that's what we're going for. So if you, depending on where you are, I mean, if you go into the Carolinas, there's a very popular mix down there. Yep. There's a very popular mix that's nationwide. There's a very popular mix in Memphis, Tennessee, where I'm at. I mean, there's a lot of different mixes that are very popular, and it's very difficult to break the barrier of being regional. Yep. We're going to break that barrier. There it is. It's we are going to, we have, have a mission. full body. Oh, yeah. We have a full body Bloody Mary mix that you don't have to add anything to like we've been talking about. And that's our goal. We want to make sure everybody has the same experience. Do you have a mission statement for your, your company have a mission statement? 
Y'all, y'all creative I'm sure one? we do. We okay. want every <laughs> every person in America to make, wake up with morning wood. Right. There you go. There you go. There it is. That's, that's just there it. you go. Why not? That sounds hard. Why not? <laughs> okay. You get it? Yeah, just keep it up. Keep it up, John. Keep it up. I did not get it, John. It's weird. Following deaf ears there. I don't know what you're saying. Okay. I'll explain it later. Okay. Look, man, we appreciate you stopping in. can you can you plug your social medias and are, are y- y'all have any TikToks? Y'all, are y'all are you said you were? Yeah, just, um, whatever. We just followed him. I'll put a link okay. in the I'll put a link in the description. Okay, for good. And I believe yeah. it's M W Bloody Mary because yeah. uh, I don't believe it or not, putting morning wood. It's very hard. You know, and I have to change my my email address because a lot of times when I put morning wood, you know, at morning wood at Matt Duffy or whatever, <laughs> right. yeah. it would go to spam. Spam. Yeah. So yeah. now it's like MW. MW. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we're all from, also from the Midwest, so it works out pretty good. So we're Midwest Bloody Mary mix. Midwest. Is but yeah. we're really morning wood Bloody Mary mix. But we're out of West Des Moines, Iowa. Nice. Uh, startup company in 2019 started out of a van or a very truck. Cool. You know, and that's just the way we've been plugging away ever since. And then, you know, I, I started with the company about last year in 2021. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, in the, in the southeast alone, we've grown into five states. You're right. So I told you we started in 2019 and we're in 28 states, 35 distributors. We're building like crazy. Yeah. Uh, and it's a product that people want. Like I told you, the yeah. name's going to get you one purchase. Right, right, the right. The flavor is going to get you two, three, four, five, and six. That's right. And that's yeah. the goal. So How can we get repeat customers? We've got to hook them. Yeah. Yep. Well, yep. I think you've got a winner here, brother. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. for sure. You guys are so. stand-up guys. No pun intended. They've had a lot of blood. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, no. All right. Cool. Uh, cool. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. Good. Definitely Good to see you, Mike. Hey, Matt. <laughs> I hope you guys are having as much fun as we are. Uh, that's as much as we can fit in one episode, but we have so many more interviews coming up for you. That is right. We do. We have coming up on the next episode – uh, part do if you want or whatever. Brad Orson, Brooke Orson with the Shed uh, Barbecue. Uh, Brendan Lamb, we know who this guy is, right? Smiley's Barbecue, La Barbecue. Uh, and also Jason Cunningham, uh, I think I'm saying that right, and David Elliott with Trauma Hogs Barbecue. And if you want to get a hold of us, you can reach us at grabhimthebrisket.com. Email us, reach all of our socials there. Dang it, Bobby. Just grab the brisket. We'd like to give a special thanks to Suckle Buster's Barbecue Rubs and Sauces, Bonner's Fiesta Spices, Cooley Nation Custom Koozies, Cambro Manufacturing, Yeti Coolers, the Smoke Sheep Barbecue Newsletter, and Dow Strong Knives. We definitely appreciate your support.